You're listening to Throwback Thursday, a subset of the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast. The purpose of Throwback Thursdays is to provide insight and life lessons through the sharing of my own personal stories and experiences before I embarked on my own self-development journey, and then analyze the experience with a fresh perspective. My hope is that you will find my story relatable, insightful, or at the very least entertaining. Today, I want to talk about comfort zones and how to expand them and what the process was like for me personally. First, I want to share my theory about comfort zones. I don't believe that we have just one comfort zone. I think we have many. In areas of our life where there is genuine interest and curiosity, like hobbies, sports, or an area of academic interest, I believe our comfort zone is naturally bigger. And when we expand that type of comfort zone, we're doing it from the inside, meaning that the fear that normally comes from the unknown is transformed into excitement and curiosity. And so we're pushing against the inside of its parameters to expand it instead of pulling it from the outside as with the second type of comfort zone. And this is the comfort zone that many of us are challenged by. It requires us stepping out of it completely first. And as we step out farther, it begins to expand with us. Think of it as stretching or pulling out a parachute. And that is the type of comfort zone I'm going to talk about today. Years ago, I was terrified of many things, especially the things I didn't have control over or understand. And that fear is what leads to teeny tiny comfort zones. So if we can dissolve our fears, then we can expand our comfort zones. One of the most noticeable and extreme comfort zone expansions for me personally has been in the area of social settings and social engagements. Six or seven years ago, I could experience a full-blown panic attack just by thinking about going to a social gathering. Now, while the full-blown panic attack wasn't the norm, it did happen. And at the very least, I would get an upset stomach, immense anxiety, and feel a tightness in my chest, and my breathing become more rapid and shallow. And these were social gatherings that many people would be thrilled to attend. Parties, galas, dinners, nights out. But I dreaded it every single time. I was perfectly content being home by myself. So fast forward to today, after expanding this comfort zone, which will always continue to grow, by the way, right before the pandemic hit, I was attending on average seven to nine social events per week. Sometimes I would attend three to four in the same day. And I also speak in front of hundreds of people now with no problem, do TV interviews, speak at universities, speak and judge international speech competitions, all with no problem. And I've been doing this for the past three to four years. So this shift took place within a matter of three or four years. But your time frame could be shorter or longer. It really depends on you. So how did I do it? I stepped out of my comfort zone. Well, duh. But think about it. If you are out of your comfort zone, you have now entered the discomfort zone. What I'm trying to say is there's no way around getting out of this type of comfort zone without becoming uncomfortable. So if you thought I was going to teach you how to make it painless, sorry, I'm not. 
but I will teach you how to quickly expand it and hopefully minimize your discomfort. As I mentioned earlier, fear is what is preventing us from expanding our comfort zones. And we have to face those fears if we want to overcome them. Now, at the time, I didn't quite understand what I was so afraid of, aside from the obvious social gatherings. Instead, I just decided to dive in and immerse myself in the discomfort. I remember signing up for networking events or signing up to volunteer somewhere, and then the day of, the fear of going through with it would overwhelm me, and I would back out last minute. And then I would become angry with myself for backing out. And finally, one day, I decided to commit. No matter how I felt, how sick to my stomach I was, I was going to press forward and just do it. And I did. One of the first events I remember attending was a gala for human rights, and I volunteered to help with checking in guests. I would welcome them, find their tickets, give them all their goodies and wristbands, and then just send them on their way. My stomach was a hot mess for the first 30 minutes, but then I began to calm down. I realized things weren't falling apart. I didn't mess anything up, and people greeted me with a smile. They were here for a gala. It should be fun, right? And when I left that event, I thought, wow, okay, that wasn't that bad. The worst part was getting there and then the first 30 minutes. So I continued to sign up for more events. And each time, probably the next 10 events or so, I still felt sick and anxious before attending. And the urge to back out was overwhelming. But then, and this is key, I would reflect on the events that I had attended and how I felt once I got there and how I felt after I left. And with all of them, I realized that I ended up enjoying them and left feeling really good, actually. So I just kept reassuring myself when I did feel nervous of the outcome and the experience. I knew that this fear was irrational and coming from something much deeper. And eventually... The overwhelming nausea and anxiety turned into butterflies. And those butterflies turned into just kind of, ugh, I really don't want to go, but I'll go. And then that turned into, oh my gosh, I got to make sure I get all this done so I can get to the event on time. And it just became a part of my normal routine in life. And the same went for public speaking. So once I became comfortable amongst a crowd of people. Now I wanted to get comfortable in front of a crowd. So I joined Toastmasters International, which is a global public speaking organization where you can develop your speaking and leadership skills in a safe environment with fellow Toastmasters doing the same thing. The first speech you give as a Toastmaster is your icebreaker speech, and it's only four to six minutes long, and it's all about you. Seems pretty simple, right? Who knows you better than you? So I spent three months preparing this four to six minute speech and I worked on it and I practiced it. And when the day came and I was called up to start presenting, I felt this wave of fear just rush over me. And I get maybe the first two or three sentences out of my mouth. And as I'm doing this, I start to notice that my mouth is starting to get dry and I am no longer producing saliva at all. So then I start to panic more 
because my tongue is sticking to the roof of my mouth and it's becoming almost impossible to control. Then everything went blank. Everything about myself, what I was going to say, just completely left me. And now I'm standing there, paralyzed by fear, in dead air, and all eyes are on me. It was one of the most terrifying experiences in my life, to be quite honest. I just wanted to curl up in this fetal position and cry, but I knew I would only look more like a fool if I did that. So I decided to press on. And I probably was only like standing there for 30 seconds, but it felt like 30 minutes. Time seems to slow down in those moments when we're frozen and paralyzed by fear. And while I'm standing there, I start having this inner dialogue with myself. Don't cry. Just talk. Your worst fear has come true. It can't get any worse than this. So just move past it. And I just remember closing my eyes, taking a deep breath, and trying to grasp at anything that I could get my hands on that was up there still, and just start talking. And that's exactly what I did. I just picked up somewhere and just started talking. The support from the group was amazing. Following my speech, the evaluator told me that the icebreaker is the most difficult speech for most everyone to give, and that they were proud of me that I pushed through it despite the fear. Also, the support after the meeting was equally positive. I am honestly glad that that happened to me that day because I realized that what happened was what I feared would happen. The most terrifying moment, and now it is over and done with, and I realized, oh my gosh, I survived unscathed. And then the light bulb went off, that aha moment. My fear for both social gatherings and public speaking was a fear of judgment. I was constantly concerned about what other people thought about me. And when I realized that it's not about me, that I'm really not that important, and what I mean by this is that people are no more focused on me than they are of anyone else. Yet our ego says that we're the most important one in the room and that every move we make, everything we say, is going to be judged and filed away in other people's memory banks. And now when I speak, I don't think about what people are going to think of me, because ultimately that's selfish. I instead think, what am I offering them? What do I have to share? And this shift in mindset has made all the difference for me. So here is my advice to you. Regardless of which comfort zone you are trying to expand, before you face your fears head on, like I did, because that can be extremely overwhelming and terrifying, I recommend taking some time to get to understand your fears first. Why do they exist? Are they rational and probable? Does it stem from a past experience or is it a narrative that you've created for yourself? If the thought of facing your fear is still troubling, After you answer these questions, I recommend doing mental rehearsal. This is where you envision yourself in the situation, engaging in all of your senses that you would experience if it was actually happening, and get clear on how you feel and start to interact with your environment in your mind. Begin to expand your comfort zone in this virtual world. Do what you wish to do in real life. Visualize it. Feel it. 
and continue to do this exercise until you feel that anxiety lessen. Then you'll be more prepared for a real life experience. And that experience is what's also going to help you to conquer your fears. I had to expose myself to new experiences in order to recondition myself to realize that I have nothing to fear, that my fears weren't rational. While I can't say that I'm fearless now, I definitely fear less, much less actually. There's not too much that concerns me these days, and it's all because of constant exposure and introspection. If you would like support in expanding your comfort zone through practicing of awareness, mindfulness, and NLP, please feel free to reach out to me using the scheduling link in the show notes. I hope this was helpful and I appreciate you listening or watching. And until next time, live and lead with an open heart and open mind.